Hello everyone, what's up Bryn Mar? I'm your host Yeri. Today I'm here with Lillian. Can you introduce yourself Lillian? Yes, hello everybody. My name is Lillian Ernst. I am a senior here at Bryn Mar, uh, majoring in international studies. And I have been working at the Writing Center for, I guess I'm on my third year now. Amazing. We are going to talk about Writing Center and just writing in general in college and the struggles and getting help from Writing Center, etc. But before we get into it, since you are a student here, in What's Up Bermar, we always give this question called Bermuda Triangle for students. So what that is, is you pick two things out of these three um, aspects of college life, which include academics, which just like school, grades, all that stuff, sleep, and social life. So if you can only choose two out of those three, what are you choosing and why? Oh, that's kind of an evil question. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give up one of them. Just I have to give up one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, here's the thing is, I'm sure most people give up sleep, but that's something that I will never sacrifice. I will never, ever sacrifice my sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, I have in the past and it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I'm not one of those people who can make it through the day on a couple hours of sleep. So that's, I'm taking that one. And then between academics and social life, I feel like as an employee at the writing center, I should say academics, but I'm gonna go with social life. <laughs> okay, we'll get our sleep, we'll get our sleep. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. I guess as we talk about writing in general for school and also for fun, what do you like to write for your free time and writing topics or writing strategies, either for fun or for school? Man, that's a good question. Uh, I feel like over the past few years, I've been looking at other people's writing more than I've been writing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I really love writing something that requires research. Uh, I really enjoy the process of collecting information and organizing it and figuring out what goes where and what pieces complement each other, what pieces negate each other. So the planning stage, which is a stage of writing, is something that I love and find a lot of fulfillment in, right? Yeah. I'd say writing things for myself. I wish I did it more often. I journal when I need to, when I need to vent something, right? And that's run on sentences. I don't even bother with punctuation most of the time. That's just for myself in the moment. And I really love writing cards to people, you oh, know, like wow. letters. Yeah, no, yeah. that's really interesting because I'm thinking writing and I guess I'm not as big of a writer as you are. And so when I think of writing, I'm thinking assignments, essays, um, whatever I have to write for class. But I guess journaling is part of writing practices. Writing cards is part of writing practices. Mm -hmm. so that's that's really good to know that I guess I am participating writer in some sense. Yes. If you're writing a to-do list, you're writing. If, you, if you're writing an email, that's writing. That takes skill. Writing is uh, very much a part of our life, whether we realize it or not. Yeah. So I guess for a lot of students, and including myself when I was first starting off, where do I even start? Like, I think a lot of Bryn Mawr classes 
and and BIPOC and um, trico classes, we have like pages and pages of writing to do for multiple like different kinds of classes. Um, and so where do I start? You know what? I'm going to say it. Make an appointment at the writing center. <laughs> Uh, I, I serious, I am not only someone who works there, but I'm someone who goes to the writing center to work with a peer. Even if you don't want to come to the writing center because you're intimidated, which you shouldn't be, but I do understand working with someone talking about your ideas verbally, even with just your friends or someone else in the class is a great way to start because it lets you start to see what connections you're making without even realizing it. What kind of ideas are flowing through your head that maybe just get lost if you're not verbalizing it, if it's just stuck in your head. Mm -hmm. So definitely when it comes to starting a piece of writing, I would recommend collaboration, but never worry about it looking organized or it being in the perfect language right away. It's more important that the ideas escape your brain, whichever way you need it to. And then you can go from there. Are you saying that I can just have a topic in mind and some thoughts and just go to the writing center and we can get started? Yes. When you come to the writing center, you can have no topics. You can come in and say, I have this assignment and I don't know what to do. And we'll go through your readings with you to help you figure out what you want to say. You can come with an idea and we can create an outline together. Uh, you can come in with a fully formed paper and we can read it over together. You can come in and say, I need help writing a letter to my professor to get an extension and we'll help you with that too. Oh, wow. Has that happened before? Do students there, come? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I should have used writing more <laughs> when I was in my time at Bryn Mawr. Although I will say when I was freshman, I did sign up for this program where I had like a weekly meeting with a writing tutor. Do you guys still have that? Yes, that's our writing partner program. One of my absolute favorite parts of working at the Writing Center is the partner program. It's where I've made some of my closest friends is them coming in once a week. And it's whatever you want your hour to look like is what it looks like. So we typically try to find some long-term goals for the semester, but you work with the same person at the same time every week for the whole semester with whatever it is you're working on that week, whatever you need to look ahead at, we'll look ahead with you. Uh, whatever you want to revise, we'll revise with you. Whatever you want to practice, we'll practice with you. But seriously, <laughs> I have been with the same writing partner for five semesters now because we became such good friends and we like working together. Oh, wow. Like you said, the whole collaboration part. And I guess, I, I mean, I had the same experience my freshman year because when I started with the, um, I guess we still require ESEM, right? The writing class? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then it was really intimidating for me because it was some journalism class. And whenever as a freshman, you sign up for ESIM classes, you choose your top few options. And I got my last option. I'm not even going to lie, which seems hard, but I was like, okay, it sounds interesting. I mean, it doesn't sound easy, so I don't know how I'm going to do it, but then I got it. And so I immediately signed up for that writing partner like program. And then um, my tutor at the time, she was such 
she was so helpful. I mean, she guided me through the whole process. I did well in class. I learned a lot and I picked up some things in terms of drafting and all of it. And then it just like really helped me throughout college because depending on where you went to high school or if you were homeschooled or how, wherever you start from, everyone writes so differently. And I think I was so caught up in a certain like formula of writing you know the typical okay intro and then the thesis and then body paragraphs should be looking this way and that way but then i learned that it's not about that formula really right everyone writes so differently and sometimes i'm like wait like that doesn't really follow the formula i learned from ap lit like what's going on absolutely i mean thinking about ap classes you're learning how to write in a way that lets you write in 30 or 40 minutes, right? I mean, that's not what college writing looks like. College writing is about the substance, not how quickly you can produce it, right? So you're so right. There is absolutely no correct way to form a, th a, pa a paper. There's no correct structure to a paper. I mean, don't get me wrong, different departments have different expectations in terms of like citation or even the shape of a paper, right? You'll get assigned an analysis paper versus a lens paper versus a summary paper. It's all going to have different requirements, but it's up to you as the writer to approach that however you see fit. And we definitely have the Writing Center prioritize the writer's voice and what the writer, how the writer speaks their mind. Yeah, speaking of the writer's voice, I think that was also one of my biggest um, concerns as I write because I would just write and then I think a lot of people get caught up in, I need to sound professional, I need to sound academic. And then in that process, it's like, do I need to go to thesaurus? Do I need to change these words so that it sounds fancier? Do I need to use big words and all of that? And then in the meantime, I would read it out loud, my essay, and I'm like, that is not how I sound and that is not who I am. <laughs> and so what advice do you have for people who are struggling to find their voice or, you know, really get in the head that my paper has to look really professional or academic, whatever that means? Absolutely. Right. First of all, take the time to question to yourself, what does professional or academic really mean? What kind of voices are being denied entry into academic spaces because of those expectations? Right. That's something we at the Writing Center as a staff spend a lot of time doing is talking about these unconscious biases we may have and how we can avoid putting those on to students when they come to the Writing Center. So my first piece of advice is sit down and think about where these ideas of professional language is coming from. Then I'd also say when you're a first year and even a second year, it is going to be harder to find those words and that vocabulary. And that's something that comes with taking classes in your department. You learn the vocabulary, you learn the jargon or the zeitgeist, if you will, by involving yourself in your classes. And it's nothing you should feel ashamed of for not knowing a term or a context or even like an idea when it hasn't been taught to you yet. So I understand the urge to reach for a thesaurus. Sometimes it's good to make sure you're not repeating yourself a bunch, right? But 
ultimately, I would always prioritize how you naturally would express yourself. And I think this is especially important to emphasize for international students or students whose first language is in English, because it can be very intimidating, I've been told, to hear a bunch of language and hear a bunch of contexts that have never been introduced to someone who didn't grow up or take go to school in America, in the United States. Mm -hmm. So undoing some of those assumptions or undoing some of those expectations is the first step and then realizing that with time and practice your voice is going to become clearer yeah so speaking of practice too do you think that drafts are important I have a feeling that you've been hinting that you gotta write first and then write right right but <laughs> I don't know I mean I I can't say I in my mind I think that drafts are so important but in the actual practice, it's really mm -hmm. hard because like everything that you're describing, like what students do in their first years usually, like I think I still have some of those habits where it's like, okay, I gotta sit down, I gotta write it really well so that I can have less drafts and it's, it seems like it's gonna be less work. So what are your thoughts on that and drafting in general? Is it important? I mean, good question. The thing is, there's what I would advocate for and also the fact that everyone's writing habit and strategy is going to look different mm -hmm. and it's not my place or anyone's place to tell someone how to write if what how they write works the best for them right uh so I need drafts personally I encourage drafts when I'm working with other people <laughs> because when you're in the mindset of the first the first draft needs to sound the best i find in my sessions that can stop the person from actually saying everything they need to because by the time they finish that sentence they forgot what they wanted to say next so in terms of keeping your thoughts in order i think it's more important to get just the rough idea out so you don't lose the points you're making. You don't lose those trains of thought, uh, which is really easy to do if you're sitting there thinking, okay, not this one. It needs to be a different word, right? Your sentence isn't done. You're not going to remember what you wanted to say. Exactly. And then and then it's a whole chunk of run-ons that I always have. I'm like, oh, wow, this paragraph is a sentence. <laughs> maybe I should have just like... Because at that point, I can't even use that paragraph anymore because I need to go back and I, I have to reorganize in a way that it makes sense. But mm -hmm. then in my head, I'm like, okay, wait, oh, wait, let me add this, let me add this, let me add this. And then it's like a whole bunch of, and then I think what ended up happening for me is as I try to write like a finished product, product, um, finished product per se, in my first sitting, I'm thinking that it's going to be less work, but then it ends up being more work as I read it again, it's because it's, uh, it's messy. <laughs> it's messy. I'm think the motivation, the intention here is to have it more, um, polished, but then yeah. the end product is actually the direct opposite of it. <laughs> my process, but I really do respect though, that you say that everyone has their own way of writing and it's not like, oh, the draft is a must and the multiple drafts are the only way. Oh, yes.
never yeah. no never there is no only way to write I, I wouldn't I would never say that again there are things that I think would make your life easier in some capacity but the thing is you have just to me diagnosed something that you know about yourself in your writing that's not everyone's experience sometimes people really can just produce a, a final product right away and the same person wouldn't be able to with a different prompt right it depends on what you're working on, how familiar you are with it, and what your writing habits and strategies are to begin with. It all combines to make it whether or not you need a draft. Yeah, I think that's that's really good to know and also kind of liberating in a sense because I think a lot of students, because I don't know, I mean, I had a very generic sort of American um, education growing up where my English teacher had a very clear sort of the outline is do the say and then first draft, mm -hmm. second draft, third draft or final draft, whatever. And then it's it's sometimes it's too much pressure. And when I'm taking very writing intensive course and when I'm taking multiple of them, it's it becomes realistically really difficult to have multiple drafts. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, but it's probably why like my paper is not that good. But at the same time, hearing you say that there's not that's not the only way to go about a good writing, right? So that's that's yeah. actually really comforting. And and it really, it helps me personally too, to really think about how do I write and what are some pressures that I have that maybe I need to let go a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, I was just curious, what are some common requests that, that the students bring to the tutors at the writing center? Do you have any like, you know, is it usually assignments or something else? Yeah, so, in the fall, we see almost entirely ESEM students, right? The ESEM being our first semester freshman year required writing class. Uh, that is our the majority of our clientele. So those sessions usually look like going over the prompt together and really working with the student to identify what's being asked of them by their professor. And then from there, if there's time, creating some kind of outline. I feel like I spend a lot of time looking at prompts, brainstorming, and outlining with people. Uh, it's, for me, a change of pace when someone comes with a full draft and I get to read it over and give them notes. Uh, but that is something else I do is, or we do, is they come in, they ask, can you look at the flow? Can you make sure my thesis is strong? Can you like, can you make sure my argument makes sense? And I go through and I see maybe these paragraphs need to be rearranged to make the point more clear. Maybe your thesis isn't really represented in your whole paper. So maybe we rewrite the thesis, right? Um, <laughs> which is totally fine. That's how writing works, right? But Typically, ESEM students typically outlining and brainstorming. I feel like that's what I spend most of my time doing. Oh, that's interesting. Do you have any writing pet peeves that you notice? Pet peeves. Pet peeves is interesting. Uh, interesting choice of words. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say if there's one thing I would encourage everyone to catch in their own writing, it's putting some kind of caveat in your writing that lessens the confidence of your voice. So for example, I mean, this is a really basic one, but saying, I believe that the author does blank. Well, 
in your paper, you're arguing that the author does blank. So instead of saying, I believe, just say the author does blank or the author tries to do blank. Did they try or did they do it? <laughs> right. So these little these little words that kind of negate your confidence in the argument you're making. I think many students do that. Um, currently, I'm taking this literature class and we have writing workshops. And mm. we, I mean, I read different people's, different students' papers. And the very thing that you said is is like in everyone's paper. So that's, and, and I never really thought about it, but I do, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I guess it comes oh. from, yeah. It, it comes from, I mean, kind of a, like, you know what you're arguing, you know the point you're trying to make, and yet you're giving it room to be unsure or wrong. And I think that comes from the same place where we say sorry all the time, right? It's just, <laughs> it's just catching yourself when you realize that you're not giving yourself enough credit. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good to know. Yeah, because I definitely do that. And maybe I'll, you know what, having this conversation, I'm probably going to, I have papers due. So I'm going to look at it and I'm going to, it's going to be in my thesis. <laughs> it's going to be in the first body paragraph, second body paragraph. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So if, if anything's a pet peeve for me, it's, it's that it's undercutting your own, your own strength of argument. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it also leads to kind of just having those filler words, you know, where you don't necessarily have to say that I believe or the author tries to or the other blah, blah, blah. And then the main message in the back, right, corner. Um, yeah. But I think exactly. you do that because it's it's that certain sort of, I don't know how to call it. I think we're just so used to that practice almost. And yeah. yeah. It's kind of the same thing as being in class and saying, I don't know if this makes sense, but, and then saying something <laughs> that's really intelligent and thought out and coherent, you know, I think it's the, it's the same kind of thing where you're just, like I said, you're not giving yourself enough credit. <laughs> and that's what I say to people when I see that kind of little choice of words in a paper is I say, you're not giving yourself the credit you deserve here. Yeah. That's amazing, Lillian. Well, I guess um, since we've been talking for a little while, are there any access services that you want to sort of inform the audience? We already briefly kind of talked about the writing program, writing partner program, but is there anything else that um, people you want people to know? Yes, absolutely. So definitely the Writing Service Center, we are a service and the Writing Partner Program is an amazing service I will always recommend. I will also say that we work really closely with Vanessa Petroge, who is the Director of Multilingual Studies here at Bryn Mawr. Uh, Vanessa Petroge, she is so amazing and she works directly with all the international students who come to Bryn Mawr and is there to provide extra support and uh, for students who don't feel so comfortable in their studies in English in some capacity or another. So you don't have to be an international student to go to Vanessa, but she is always available to meet with students one-on-one -on -one to go through their readings, to make sure that they're grasping the material the way they want to. Uh, I could not recommend her as a resource on this campus enough for any student who feels like they could use that extra support. 
And Grace Suppressi at the at Canada Library is also a great resource who will have who um, works in technology access at Bryn Mawr. We work with her as well, and she is another great resource to reach out to if you need to talk about maybe getting some kind of technology that reads out your readings to you, right? Maybe reading is a little difficult to you and it's easier to listen, right? That's who you'd reach out to, to get those kinds of technology access services that Bryn Mawr has, but maybe doesn't advertise enough. Definitely didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah. that's really good to know. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, you, Thank so you so much. Yeah, I had so much fun talking to you about writing in general and also some services at Writing Center. I can see how you've been working there for years. And another thing, I guess, is that um, I wasn't sure in, in which process should I go visit the Writing Center, but it seems as though I can go at any prop time any point in the process seriously that is like might as well be our tagline any point in the process if you're stuck on a paragraph you can come in and we will figure it out together um I totally hear it can be really intimidating it can seem like a lot of work but you don't even have to do anything you can just show up at the writing center and if we have an open slot we'll take you then in there so we're in Canada Library, and which is pretty center of campus, so you don't really have to budget for travel time either, but we are an available resource, and we want to see your face there. All right. Awesome, Lillian. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciated this chance to talk. All right.